it's Ethan with the Gridiron 100 podcast. I haven't quite gotten what I want for the interlude yet, so I'm going to mess around with that in the coming weeks. Uh, But this one's going to be a pretty short one. It's just going to basically cover the NFL CBA, uh, what that is and why it's important. And then there's a few small little things I wanted to mention. Um, So first off, uh, as far as the small things... um, I don't know how many people have watched the XFL, but from what I've seen, it is much better than any other leagues like the CFL or the AAF that I've watched. Um, the rules are much better. The officiating is much better. Uh, there's more people in the crowd, so they're doing things right. Um, and I could go into more detail as to like who the best defensive players are, wide receivers, running backs, whatever. Uh, But just as the thing that people are most interested in is young quarterback talent in the XFL that could very well get NFL interest uh, next year or later down the road. Uh, So other than Landry Jones, because Landry Jones is 30, 31, and obviously he has been a backup quarterback in the NFL, so obviously he can do that. But just guys that never got a shot or didn't get enough of a shot to to prove what they can do. So, uh, number one, it's got to be P.J. Walker. Uh, He has balled out. Uh, Number two, Cardale Jones. And then number three would be Jordan Tiamu. And you never know, there there may be new or different guys down the road, uh, especially for these teams that aren't performing very well, like the Vipers. Um, Some of their young guys there or just some new guys they pick up from the ninth team could surprise. You never know. Uh, but those three guys, to me, that are young, that do have talent, could very well get NFL interest uh, in the coming months, really. Um, so we're just going to take a short break here. Okay, so uh, I'm back, and uh, we're just going to talk about the NFL CBA. Uh, so what the NFL CBA is, really any CBA, is as a player... In a professional league, um, there's going to be a union, which is which is the CBA, um, and you don't have to join it, um, but it's very very beneficial for you because they will represent you. Uh, you can you can speak out with them. Uh, players are CBA leaders. Uh, there's more people that know more about the CBA than I do, but that's just kind of a, a brief intro. Um, all the major leagues uh, do have one. And they're very important, and they're renewed. Uh, well, it depends how often, but usually every five to ten years. Uh, so, like, the last CBA in the NFL was signed in 2011. And this one is hopefully going to be signed uh, February 2020, if not January 2020. Um, but the 2011 NFL one ended a four-month lockout and was signed uh, in July of 2011. I, I think it was later in July. Uh, so what often happens is that the players will ask for a lot of things and the owners are going to shoot a lot of things down and there's going to be a lockout because that's not going to make the players happy. But at the end of the day, who's going to win a lockout? A bunch of millionaires or a bunch of billionaires? It's, it's going to be the billionaires nine out of ten times. Even though the lockout doesn't help anyone because if it go, if it bleeds into the season to the regular season um no one's making money no one's happy 
but the guys with billions are always going to be better off than the guys with millions. Um, so, like I said, last one was signed in July of 2011. Uh, so some of the things that were proposed in this CBA, which was, by the way, not uh, not unanimous in the voting by owners, although I believe it did receive majority vote. Um, but some of the things that were proposed were a 17-week schedule, which starts in 2021. And there have been players that have spoken out against this, but um, like J.J. Watt, and a lot of people clap back, like, uh, when was the last time J.J. Watt actually played, you know, a full season, which which is sad. But, I mean, they have a point. Uh, the 17-week schedule would, for most teams, be just nine home games instead of eight. But what they're going to do, uh, if it get, it's proposed starting in 2021, is that ninth game is going to be an international game for a lot of those teams, which, which I really enjoy because it grows the game um they can have international games all over the ones that i specifically know about are in mexico uh central america i think they've had a couple outside of mexico in central america as well as london a few places in europe but they can always expand they can have some in asia um i think it would be really good for football really good for um, sports in general and it's going to grow the game. It's going to create more fans. It's going to create more revenue for the owners, for the players. Um, and I, I do enjoy an uh, international game. Um, and the, I think the NFL is doing a pretty good job uh, growing the sport of American football outside of the USA. Uh, so the other idea would be, or another proposal, is a 17, or I'm sorry, seven playoff teams in a conference instead of six and this one, i believe would start next year and there are a lot of people who are not happy with this because um what if that seventh team is a you know nine and seven or i'm sorry seven and nine team or they're just like just a really crappy team that you know is going to go out there and just get their butts whooped and it's not going to be a fun showing I mean, this year, the two teams that would have made it is, as far as I know, would have been the 9-7 and seven Steelers and uh, the Rams, who were 8-8, were eight and eight, I'm pretty sure. So, obviously, those aren't the greatest teams, but there have been teams that went from the 6th seed and won the wor- or World Series, won the Super Bowl, so you never know. It is definitely possible that a number 7 seed could upset a couple people and find their way to Super Bowl in the next 10 years or so if it gets proposed. Um, so the other thing that players really want to stress is that they don't want to get suspended for smoking weed. And just in general, they want to have less marijuana regulations, um, less random drug tests that all not always are... They're not always random. Uh, sometimes they're very targeted. Like, uh, I think Le'Veon Bell, uh, he tweeted out this past season because he'd been, quote-unquote, randomly tested for drugs several times during the season. And it wasn't like once. It was like three or four times, and he was just sick of it. Um, and, I mean, I completely understand. It definitely violates some rights. Uh, if it's random, it should be random. It should not be targeted towards a player. And then just the idea of getting 
suspended for smoking weed is um, pretty stupid because, I mean, you think about it, the players, um, a lot of these players are older, uh, and weed really helps with, with pain, it really calms you down. These players are under a tremendous amount of pain and stress and pressure every day of their lives, and we shouldn't really punish them for that. Uh, and also, on the sidelines, before games, players in college, in the NFL, and I'm sure the XFL, just take it like like teams canned out some crazy-ass painkillers and drugs and stuff, and things that is just like, you're really going to okay that, and you're going to be strict on marijuana. So one of the other issues with this the, the opposing viewpoint against marijuana, which, I mean, I can I can understand against drugs, um, but also just that marijuana is currently not, or it's currently illegal in most U.S. states. So the NFL can't unanimously make every team uh, have it be legal because, um, you I mean, you just can't do that. So I, I guess they would have to just... Um, either reduce the marijuana tests uh, or just stop them entirely or just kind of look the other way. So I don't really see that happening, uh, at least now, but you never know. In the next CBA that's proposed, it could happen. Uh, So the CBA will not be finalized until all the players in the union vote, which is, it's over 2,000. I want to say it's something like 2,000. 107 or something uh, just off the top of my head but I know it's over 2000 and then as far as the playoff format uh, the current playoff format has been the same since 1990 but they had made changes in the past and I'm sure in the past when they made those changes people were like no you can't do this you can't change football no 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 and then you know 10 15 years later like or even five years later no, no one cares um Changes in sports happen all the time. So I'm not concerned about that. But just to go back to the marijuana regulation, I just want to think, or I just want to have you think about this. So Miles Garrett, who uh, maybe he was provoked by racism. I really hope that's not what happened. Um, But maybe he was. But in any case, he hit somebody, or Mason Rudolph, on on the head with a helmet. Uh, which looked terrifying on on TV, and it looked even worse in, on replay. But he was suspended only five weeks for that, right? But Martavius Bryant and Josh Gordon are indefinitely suspended for smoking weed. You know, I mean, it's like the third, fourth, or fifth um, time they were caught. But it's just, it just seems a little stupid that you can have a guy hit somebody on the head, a quarterback nonetheless, on the head with a helmet, and only be suspended five weeks, and none going into the next season. But Martavius Bryant, Josh Gordon, and so many others in the game now, as well as in the past, just suspended in- indefinitely, or kicked out, or just, it's its absurd. I mean, what what is worse here? Is, is hitting someone on the head with a helmet better than smoking a blunt like it's just it's it's a little bit of fishy territory um and it's like this in all really all the sports but um 
it's it's just something to think about, and I'm sure it's something that's being argued uh, during the proposal, which will be voted on. The players are voting on it at the time of recording tomorrow, which is Tuesday, February. I'm sorry, it's not tomorrow. It's uh February 25th, so it's at the time of recording. It's in two days, uh, so we'll see what happens then. Hopefully, there isn't a lockout, uh, but if there is, I I doubt it goes into the into the regular season. Uh, but the other thing that that they are proposing, which I forgot about, is they're doing the 17 week schedule, but reducing uh, the preseason schedule to three games as opposed to four. So that is interesting. And then just uh, a couple podcast notes. Uh, I'm very interested in looking into some college sleepers. Uh, not like an extreme amount, but like Anthony Gordon is the most obvious one that I can think of right now. Uh, he had like eight yards per attempt. He was top five in the country in completion percentage. I think it was like 75 or something. He went to Washington State. Uh, so I guess a smaller school, but the last quarterback that went to the Garner or went to Washington State actually just spoiled it. It was Gardner Minshew, uh, Minshew Magic, Minshew Mania. So maybe Gordon has some mania in there too. He also threw for 5,000 yards this year, so no joke. Um, but I would like to get with my co-host, uh, Matthew Meyer, and we'd like to do some kind of, uh, kind of just profile players that were picked in the first round. We might not do every pick, but maybe the top 10, maybe top 15, top 20. It really just depends, and maybe just do kind of 10, 15, 20-minute mini episodes, kind of like this one right now, and just talk about uh, their background, um, you know, their intangibles, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, their speed, their strength, uh, what are they good at, what's the, what's their weakness, and talk about the teams that pick them, uh, what their role should be with the team that picked them next year. Uh, is this the guy that we're hoping that they're just going to throw out in the fire and he's going to he's going to perform? Or is this a guy that's going to, you know, maybe take 40, 50 percent of the snaps uh, on the side of the ball? You know, we'll, we'll talk about all that uh, projections, what this guy's first couple years are going to look like. Um, it just go into kind of the details and a lot of it's guesswork, but I think it should be interesting to look into these guys. Um just look into their rankings and the information that is out about them and then just kind of give teams that drafted them a grade. Um, so that should be pretty fun. Um, and then before the draft, I mentioned it earlier, but we might do something about some sleepers. Um, so that should be kind of interesting just to go into it because college stats do matter. Um, not all of them matter. I will, I will say, uh, first and foremost, not all college stats matter. But for quarterbacks, for example, the best thing that you can look at for a college quarterback in, to translate to the NFL is you want to look at yards per attempt. You want that to be at least over seven, uh, probably over eight. Um, it really depends, as well as completion percentage. If you go back and look at NFL quarterbacks in their college days, their yards per attempt and their completion percentages are going to be close um, to their their college stats, typically. 
I could give some examples, but you, you can go and, and check it out yourself. It's it's pretty much equal across the board. Uh, obviously, there's a few players that um, were uh, late bloomers. Because there are players, and this is the beauty of the XFL and other outside football or outside NFL leagues. Um, a lot of players don't mature, don't develop, don't blossom until their mid-20s, you know, a 25 and 26-year-old. Um so sometimes you're going to get really good players that just they aren't they aren't fully there yet. So maybe the XFL will really help those guys out, uh, guys like PJ Walker and kind of just just help them um get some more NFL interest. And it, it should be really interesting. So uh things I'm rooting for and things we're going to go into uh some XFL stuff, some college sleepers, um some profiling and projecting players looking at some of their intangibles uh the um nfl combine looking all that um and then that's about it uh thank you guys for uh listening uh let me know if you have any comments or concerns and any and all reviews are helpful uh thank you guys very much